0: Six Pack out I want to give a quick shout out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions Several national champions. And uh, I mean a laundry list of records. National records. World records have been broken. Etc. But they have an app. With their elite level programming. Available video tutorials. Uh, I mean the whole nine. It's one stop shop. Once you're in here. There's a discord where they're doing video review of your lifts. um, To get all your lifts analyzed. So you get elite. Level programming and coaching for twenty nine ninety nine US a month. Positions of Power dot programs dot app. Go there and get yourself started. Okay, so are you putting peanut butter on that chicken?
1: No, I'm eating a rotisserie chicken with my bare hands.
0: That's how you do it. Oh, that's pretty normal. That's, that's normal. That's good. Cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. A lot of murder going on
2: in this show right now. That's
0: right. <laughs> that's right. So this is, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Wild Bill is back. Big Bill and uh, Area Messy Messy. Rory Lynchpin Lynch. Pin, Lynch. 76 kilo world champion, Jessica Bittner, and your boy, Six Pack Lapidat. We did the Christmas special. This is the 2021 year in re- review where we're going to give our awards out, uh, best lifters, comebacks, breakthrough stars, the whole nine. And we'll talk a little bit about 2021. Um, I guess, I think, tell me what you guys feel about it. Should we start off at the top? start with the lead. Let's not bury the lead. Get to who we think the best lifters are. Yeah, yeah. we could talk about it a little bit. Um, yeah. Do yeah. we want to, we might have the same picks. Um, do we want to you go, always say that
2: and then I pick Jess and you guys make fun of me. So,
0: okay. Well, here it is. Here it is. <laughs> Look, he's always All saying on. that because Jess not. is here. Should we I guess who wants to go first? Bill, you want to go first?
2: Sure. Um, Just want to start off with saying I was the only one that did pick Jess last year as the female lifter of the year, so just throw that out there. But um, this year, um, sixty-three kilo world champ, world world record total, sixty-nine kilo world record total at Europeans. It's got to be Leah Bavois from France. A lot of other women had fantastic years, but like you set the world record total in two different weight classes, like you're going to win this award. (laughs) (laughs) Hands down. Um,
0: I'll snowball off that. So for me, yeah, for the same reasons, Leah Baba not only took the world championship and then also broke the world record in taking the world championship. So it's one of those, not only did I take it, but uh, we hadn't seen a better total in that weight class which is, which leaves no doubt that way, even though Corolla Gara, we want to see that matchup, but that helped that she actually beat any total that Corolla had done at that world level. And then, like you said, moved up a weight class and then took a squat world record. And more importantly, the total world record for me, that nudged out Amanda Lawrence, who not only won the world championships, but became best lifter at the world championships. Leah came second to Amanda Lawrence um, in terms of the best lifter award. Now, some people would be like, how would you jump over her in that, in that, cl- in that case? But um, exactly as you said, the fact that she finished out the year, Leah Bavois, moving up a weight class and adding those world records, a weight class up, that really tipped the scales for me. Um, if Amanda Lawrence had taken the 84 plus world record before the, the year ended, or did something like that to break that tie, if the worlds had stopped right there, if the competitive year stopped at the world championships, I give it to Amanda Lawrence. I mean, cause she took best lifter. It didn't The European championships rolled around and what happened, happened. And it just broke it away. Amanda had a fantastic year. Obviously Jessica Bittner had a fantastic year. Um, so that would be my two honorable mentions off the top. We had some breakthrough stars, uh, but we'll get to that in the breakthrough star segment. So um, Arian, what are you thinking there, love?
3: I have to hop on and, and say the same thing as um, Bill is with the best uh, athlete of the year. I put I put it as king of the lifts and queen of the lifts. So this would be my queen of lifts award is you, you can either go with the best performance, like single performance throughout the year, whether, whatever level meeting it is, or you can look at like the entire year of all the meets they did. So for some of the U.S. lifters, they take a hit just because their war isn't as many high-level meets for them to do, like we didn't send anyone to North Americans, um, and some of the other worlds and everything like that. So I thought like Amanda took a little bit of a hit for that because she won nationals, but she didn't put as big of a total. And then Chavez, she went and put up a big total at Worlds and won Worlds. So I had to go with, with Leah as well. It's just the amount of meets she did this year in France and in Europe and in Worlds and everything like that, and being able to break the world record in two weight classes in those international competitions, and I believe on open powerlifting like the all-time tested recta tested total for that weight class is also her so even aside from a world championship she has the highest totals i had to go with that also just to throw in there too i was trying to look for equip lifters for some of these as well and i feel like there wasn't maybe as much competition on the equip side as far as like lots of competitions because again they don't do as many and also some of them didn't go to worlds and also some of were just trying to get to the world game spot but the lifter i believe it's 52 kilos class was uh Agil Sijakova, I picked her because the previous champion, Natalia Salnikova, had. I counted nine straight years where she won Worlds, and she had won World Games during that time too. And so Sijakova came in at a World Games qualifying year where Natalia was also there and beat her straight up. So I had to put put her in there as well for Queen of the Lifts equipped side.
0: I like the Queen of the Lifts tag. We're full on going to run with that and use it. And um, the goat killer, man, if you kill a goat in your year and, and take her spot, that's, that's, that'll do it. Rory, how you feeling, sir?
4: Very hard to argue with Leah as uh, like queen of the list for the year. So I uh, don't have anything to add. Jessica?
1: <laughs> I'm gotta go with Leah. I think Arian has a really good point where Amanda, there was less meat, so she almost didn't get the, the chance to kill it as much as she normally does not saying she didn't because i mean she absolutely dominated at worlds but um yeah less meets in the u.s too was a kind of a disadvantage for her so yeah got to go with Leah.
0: yeah it's um because it, even even the other big meet they had the u.s raw nats like Arian, and you had said she won it but it wasn't the performance she wanted worlds she showed up did a did like a really good performance and um broke some world records but then the year stopped there for her And um, where the year previously, I think I'd given her the queen of the lifts and uh, she had finished the day actually with the biggest total in the IPF period, even a weight class up. This time it was Leah Bavwa's opportunity to really like move up a weight class, set world records, but not just at a local competition though, but at an actual international competition under international standards, which we know can be a lot tougher. Um, So if you're going to break a close one, there it is. Uh, Look at that, man. A unanimous decision. Let's see if we have a unanimous decision for the gentleman, the king of the lifts. Wild Bill, who you got?
2: Did I mention I voted for Jess last year as a queen Ah! of the lifts? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So um, I had Ashton Rauska as my king of the lifts this year. Um, My second place would have been Anatoly from Ukraine. You know, being best lifter at Worlds, um, putting up the world record total in that weight class, but Ashton beat that total a number of times this year um, at, you know, pro meets, at pro qualifier meets, at local meets, at national meets, whatever, but he competed a bunch. Um, and then Anatoly actually losing in Europeans kind of swayed it a little bit more in the favor of Ashton to me. Um, Cause you know, Anatoly ended up doing like a meet in Iran. He ended up doing, um worlds bench worlds and then europeans all within like a four-month time frame so he was kind of burned at the end of the year where ashton kind of doesn't meet every month or so and seems to get almost better every time so um but yeah i mean his you know what was it in the his uh 955.5 oh yeah right i don't have it on here because he's not in, in, in on my open ipf anymore but yeah 955.5 whatever it was i mean that's uh Massive total for a 100 kilo, 103 kilo dude. So I went with Ashton.
0: It was gonna, he, he's in there. He's definitely up there. Um, you knew he's gonna be in that discussion. Arian, how you feel?
3: Same thing, kind of for those same reasons, like the amount of meets he did versus like you can make an argument for Taylor Atwood, but Taylor ended up just doing the one really big nationals and had a monster performance, but then didn't do any other meets after that. Whereas Ashton maybe okay, you didn't go to Worlds, but he came back. He won the nationals head to head against Bryce, and then he went on to win the first pro meet for USAPL and win a bunch of money. So having those two top performances, like Bill said, doing the nine fifty or sorry the uh, nine forty three at nationals, and then doing the pro meet where he did what nine fifty five, you said. Um, it's bothering me too that it's not on open. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I was like at the wrong one, uh, but just being able to be the national champion and then have the, whatever it was, $10,000 prize and having that big of a squat as well. I believe he had the biggest squat in that weight class um, for the year and probably all time as well. I had to put Ashton in there. And again, just for the equip side too, the best person I found, maybe uh, Bill will agree with me is uh, Alexei B- Bichkov. Just because he won the the worlds and he had um he's pretty high up there all time on points. I think maybe he won best lifter as well at the worlds. So I put him in there as well just because of how, how ridiculous his numbers were.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'll throw this out really quick. So I think Bishkoff was the best equipped lifter, but I also want to add in that Tony Cliff from Great Britain, who finished second place at equipped worlds and second place at classic worlds so that's pretty badass to do that within like an eight-week time frame so um and i believe he was he was pretty close to into the top five or so in uh best lifter right five to eight or something like that for um the equip so yeah, so that's pretty Looks solid. Like he Tony. was uh
3: 12 for best lifter but yeah still the, well, okay. especially bouncing back from uh was the last worlds he bombed out unequipped.
0: hell of a comeback
2: yeah one for nine it's a good, good comeback there.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he's got to be contention for comeback of the year then, but um, we'll, we'll get to there in a second. Rory. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. But you, okay. <laughs> but it's like, that was like a first date awkward between me and you right there, Bill uh, Rory, who you got?
4: I can cut the kick. sexual chemistry between you two and a knife. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put Anatoly at the top, mostly because I'm weighting international meets slightly higher than local and national meets, and so although Ashton did probably did better like across all of the performances, uh, the fact that they were all in the United States, I, I have to weight them a little bit a little bit lower than that. Um, I also really admired uh, Anatoly's uh, gumption, I guess, coming in for his squats. Um, like that was. I don't remember if you guys saw that, but they were like got better and better as he as as he went and, and it was super impressive. So best overall at world won the one of fives. and and I'm waiting sort of a single performance and international meets a little more highly than local and national meets and repeat performances. So I'm gonna go with Anatoly.
1: Mm. Just, Just uh, it's such a tough one for me because uh, numbers uh, You guys actually convinced me, I think. I was debating between Anatoly because uh, just, yeah, numbers-wise and everything. But Ashton, I forgot about the sheer number of meets that he did because that was super impressive um, in itself just to make that many great performances. So I'm going to go with Ashton, actually.
2: Okay. So So Anatoly
1: did a lot of meets also,
2: but he ended up losing, but he slumped. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so... That was that was kind of the the kicker for me is that like you know, him again losing to a at the end of the year, kind of flipped it for me. But I would have been an, if he would have won Europeans, I would have been in camp Anatoly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna allow me to be the dissenter. Then I am gonna go with this guy, whom yes, he did not carry on his his after U.S. Raw Nats, but his performance at U.S. Raw Nats was so rattling. Everybody from tested to untested was like, what the fuck just happened there? Any other time, if it was a situation where you won U.S. raw Nats, got you. I'm in the need to see more. This was an above and beyond for me. And I'll tell you why. Um, what he did at U.S. Ron Nats, he was number one all time for good lift points, dots, Wilkes, old and new, IPF points, 74 kilo, 75 kilo, whether it's tested or untested. And it was the heaviest 11 times body weight total in history with an 838.5 kilo total. Taylor Atwood, it's fucking ridiculous. There was a time when we couldn't picture 83s doing that kind of a total. Um, by the slightest of margins, Russell or he out totaled them. And he's neck and neck with Russell and Russell is a gigantic man beside Taylor Atwood. What Taylor did at the U S raw nationals in terms of a single performance, it makes you rethink what's possible. Like honestly makes you rethink what's possible in powerlifting and everybody in powerlifting took notice. If he was having more closer Even battles and he stopped the US Raw Nats. I got you. But none of those other gentlemen had a performance like Taylor was like, oh my God, everybody stopped. When we came off US Raw Nats, only everybody was talking about Taylor. He outshined everybody, including Ashton. It was, I'd never seen a performance like that where everybody stopped and took note of one particular lifter. And when we had him on the podcast, that was by far the biggest podcast. Um, it was the most shared, it was it was crazy. So Taylor Atwood is, in my books, the king of the list.
4: You keep talking about this person like we're supposed to know who they are. Like some <laughs> some newcomer to powerlifting. He's like. new. He's new.
0: You got. You check him out though. Do some research on him. You won't. He's like All the right. baby. Yeah,
4: maybe he'll be big one day.
0: He'll be big one day. Um, so there it is. We had a split decision there, but everybody got a little bit of shine, and it's good, man. It's good that it's a split decision. So. Um, everybody gets to say, And I don't think we're overlooking anybody this way. But watch some people be like, what about so-and-so? They'll always be.
3: Well, that's when you make the photo and then have them uh, argue in the comments for you.
0: That's going to happen. I'll put, up, <laughs> I'll put up a poll and see what the public says. The thing is the public usually goes with a bit of recency bias, and that is what it is always with social media. Uh, but
3: I just threw in a separate award, I guess you can call her. I just put it in as a separate row, is a performance of the year. And I would, if you wanted to give a single performance, you give yeah. it to Taylor, Taylor obviously. Have to. Because of how strong that squat was, um, how strong the deadlift was, how big the total is in the 83s and the deadlift is in the 83s, how far he was ahead of second and third place and so on. That it was like, yeah, one of the best single performances. And just like also the emotions and stuff he brings on the platform and the whole show of nationals, and everything like that, it was just really good. But as far as like, king of the lips or queen list i was trying to give like a whole season worth of performances
0: and that's why like
4: maybe for- we should decide on criteria in advance next time so that we're all talking about thing. not necessarily
0: <laughs> i think we're on the same page like <laughs> this is why i'm saying this i'm on the same page with you guys that it's over the course of a year and and that's why the leah babble edged out um amanda lawrence for me oh. the reason the reason why some people sometimes can have one single performance. That's just so far in advance where you're like, man, if your year stops now, it still doesn't matter. That, that's rare, but that's, that's important, right? It's a distinction. So I don't know. It's not going to happen every year. And,
3: and that's part of the argument story. When you talk but, about like, you know, who's the best player or whatever, do you go off of like, you know, super bowl rings or do you go off of like how many touchdowns <laughs> they've thrown or whatever like that? What stat Do you use, Do you use longevity or a single season? So that's part of the fun.
4: Exactly. I don't know what a Super Bowl is, Ariane.
3: Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> just know a Super Bowl. So That's a kind of
4: American joke that I'm too like <laughs> too
0: communist to understand. You're too communist. To... They're world champions. That. But everyone's from America. Yeah, whatever. It's like the... The world, it's
2: like the rugby World Cup, but people actually watch
4: this. Oh, 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 oh my... see the rugby World oh. Cup. There's actually multiple countries there, so you know. I'm joking. I'm joking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rory's about to get very insulting. Well, that's my cue to leave, and how I leave <laughs> yeah, the team. Let's
1: be honest. My um, hurt is strong.
0: All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to how about breakthrough star? How you guys feel about doing that one?
3: Oh, we're jumping down.
0: <laughs> Let's jump down to yeah. break. Bill, what are your thoughts for the female breakthrough star?
2: So I had a couple of them here. I don't really have a 1A B and C. I just kind of have all three kind of lumped together, but so I have uh, Turbo Tiff, the 47 kilo, kind of coming out of nowhere. So I don't. I don't even know if she's a breakthrough like I guess. Yeah. So yeah, she's basically just coming out of nowhere as like a, you know, late teenager, early 20 year old, and then winning, you know, worlds winning Europeans, you know, soon to be, you know, she's right on the cusp of that um, world record total that's been sitting there for you know quite some time. So that will be cool. Um, Chandler Babb from the U S Virgin islands mm. winning the 69 kilo class, um, you know, we kind of knew she was in the picture of the, you know, the battle there, but we didn't realize that it was going to be kind of over by squats kind of thing, and she's going to you know take it from there. And then the other one would be um, Natalie Richards from the U.S., um, you know, kind of progressing through the whole year and kind of hitting that um, 485 total at um, the uh, Virginia Pro for USAPL. That would. Um, was you know probably the second highest total in that weight class, fifty seven yeah. kilo ever kind of thing. So yeah, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, those are my three females I had there. If I had to pick one, I guess I would go with Chandler just because of the Kimberly Anna um, scenario where she actually ended up beating those guys
0: head to head, and uh, and beat up yeah. like uh, a slew of Europeans who stepped up too. Um, the Italian and Norwegian uh, Jenner. The, the, who ended up on the podium like Europe stepped up in a major way as well so she had like a crazy stack yeah. class where it's like this is a battle head to head and she took them out and took the world title so yeah that's that's a tough tough one to yeah, and like coming
2: from the USPA and the IPL to the, yeah. the USAPL then to the US Virgin Islands and then to the world championship was yeah a pretty cool journey for sure
0: had her on the podcast she's super nice too um Arian what are you thinking
3: sir for the men's side i mean i let's didn't do see women like, first sir let's okay.
0: do women first
3: i i didn't see like you know too much staying out because again it's an off year where some people didn't compete or some people didn't go to certain meets and that stuff like that um so i, I had a little bit of trouble finding it my breakout or breakthrough and uh, i don't know if they really broke out enough but i agree with bill i went with chandler bab is is a lot of people didn't know including us like how good she was and she didn't do quite the run that Jen Milliken did, where Jen Milliken just popped into USAPL, won nationals, won best lifter, went to worlds, won worlds, won best lifter. She didn't do quite that run, but she did come to nationals, she won nationals, she found her way to worlds. And she went out there, and she beat all those people, including Kimberly Wofford and Anna Castellane, which are known as two of the greatest powerlifters and two of the greatest in that weight class, um, with especially Kimberly on the classic side and Anna on the equipped side. And just coming in there and beating both of them, and we had talked about, like, you know, Kimberly, no matter what meet she goes to, she always wins, regardless of where it is, what level it is, what's going on. She always pulls for the win, and for Chandler to come out there. And upset them and like a lot of people have picked Chandler in the top three, but a lot of people picked her at second or third to come out there and beat them. You have to put that as as the breakthrough, the potential future of that weight class. Everyone now knows who Chandler Babb is. She's going on podcasts, everything like that. Uh, I would I would have, have thought that like social media and everything like that would've popped off more for her, but maybe that's a little bit longer uh, down the road.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's um it's a long haul for social media, right? Depends on what how often you post what you post. Rory, what you got, my man? I
4: like, guess it's a little bit boring now, but I, I have Chandler as well. Um, like I know that previously she'd won IPL Worlds, but she did that effectively unopposed. Like she was like 70 or 80 kilos ahead of the next closest person. And we said earlier that if you if you beat the goat, like that makes you the 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 king or the queen at that time, right? Um and so coming in from, you know, switching from IPL to, to IPF, managing to make it to worlds with everything going on and then beating what looks to be one of the most stacked classes ever is, is very impressive.
0: Shit. I'm we starting to get a bit of unanimous here for Bab. Um, this doesn't do happen think? very often, does it? What do you think, Jessica?
1: Okay, I have Chandler Bab. You guys just explained it, but can we talk about Tamara Walcott? The lady yes, who deadlifted can. 630 some pounds and the one who was on Ellen.
0: She was actually so in the John Hack Andy Wang untested episode for, for the year end, she was the breakthrough star.
1: Oh, I didn't um, know we were only allowed to talk about. You
0: could talk about whatever you want though. Okay. Um, yeah. It
1: was spectacular. I love to see that for powerlifting for her. I love her spirit. Like she's just, she's got so much. Like, oh, I just love it. I just love her videos. Like, honestly just it's just motivating watching her she just gets so hyped up
0: her seeing- her, her deadlift was the biggest deadlift ever by ever. by a woman ever yeah. period in ever. any weight class regardless like yep. she's got the biggest single feet of strength ever in women's mm-hmm. powerlifting and and then and then she capped it off she was on that one <laughs> yeah so, so for a star like performance and then breakthrough star like it gets no bigger than that yeah yeah good Good. Old, I didn't see that coming, there, Jess. Well done. <laughs> you surprised think about
1: the deadlifts. <laughs>
0: right. Well, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> Conventional deadlift. You had UI on that. You're like, okay, I see you, Queen. Um, and so, but for the IPF, you're agreeing, Chandler babb Then. Yeah. All right. So let me let me split it then. I'm gonna go with Turbo Tiff. Um, in terms of a star power, like I agree with you. Everything you guys said about Chandler babb In terms of on the platform, she met the biggest battle and that session was absolutely wild. And she had legends in there. And then the, the upstarts coming from Europe that gave like stern opposition that made up the rest of the podium, it turned, it was crazy. Um, So having to win in a battle like that is huge. And then she became the world champion, but for turbo tiff ending 2020, her total was 280 kilo. That's how she finished the year 2020. 280 kilo she finished 2021 403 kilo the ipf world champion the european world champion and has a heavily hyped showdown with heather connor ahead that everybody is going to be hyped to see and then is just five kilo off or five and a half kilo off the world record um it's it's not only good enough for a 2021, but it also leaves you wanting more. Because uh, Heather Connor is, you know, she's a star. And for a while there, looked completely unopposed at 47. Walking into 2021, totally unopposed at 47. And then all of a sudden, who the shit is Turbo Tiff? And she comes out of nowhere and she comes out of France, actually, to be more specific, which is also a break. If we can do a breakthrough star <laughs> for a nation, it's going to be France. Actually, let me ask you guys, because I think we're on the same page, but maybe not. I think France was the breakthrough star as a nation, 47-kilo uh, world champion, 52-kilo Naomi Albert, um, who had the U.S. representative in there, and also the silver medals being Rico Shizuka, or wait, that was in, did she went silver or bronze at Worlds, because she won silver in Europeans. Either way, uh, Rico is a star. Sorry, Bill, you were going to say? Silver. Silver, Okay. Also broke world records. And then obviously Leah Bavois and then Pena at 66 and then Coco, what he did at worlds. I mean, France, Holy shit. Did they come up now. I got my eye on Spain and I got my eye on Italy um, coming up in the juniors. And you see some stars coming, but if we're going to give an award out, what are you guys thinking for, for nations? Emerging? Don't sleep
3: on, don't sleep on great Britain.
0: don't get me in trouble, man. <laughs> beef is simmering. Come on. <laughs> I was going to say,
2: what about Canada?
4: I mean, can you don't even look like, at
1: I don't no. think it compares to France, but much appreciated for. I'm Go. saying, I mean, you, you
2: had now, you had one female world champion, and now you have three. That's right? right? Yeah. Between Maria, you, and Brittany.
0: We're moving. So, We're moving. We just need. I mean, if we Go ahead, Rick.
4: Oh, I was going to say something completely different. Go ahead, Ryan.
0: Okay. Well, here's here's something else I want to say. What was happening in New Zealand, um, and it's shitty that it got shut down, started getting exciting with Evie, and then Tim Minagati uh, as an 83 breaking into the 800s. And then, um, you know, if, if, if Tim was American, he'd be heavily celebrated. Same with Evie. Same with, like, the fact that the shit got shut down and none of them are competing now. Like, you guys have some serious competition coming up from New Zealand. Um yeah, Dana, am I pronouncing it right? Da- Donna. Donna. Um uh, like there, you guys, there's there's some big people when you're got a guy 52 who's a junior hitting over 400 um, like that that would meddle and and you know it's 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 definitely a nation that's burgeoning as well. So it's too bad, but maybe the next worlds if you guys can show up. But yeah, someone to look out for anyways. Um, actually, I just
2: realized you're all wrong with this. It's the U.S. Virgin Islands is the, is the correct answer. Oh, yes, shit. Actually... <laughs> oh, shit, you're
0: right. Feeling my thunder. You're right. <laughs> oh. It's got to be U.S. Virgin Islands. Wait a second. Would they beat out France? Yes. Yes. You would have thought
4: like a year ago, we probably would have said that the U.S. Virgin Islands will have one world champion <laughs> and no other competitors, right? And that is not at all what happened. Like, they ended right. up getting... Yeah,
2: five world champions. I think
4: uh, five, your five world champions, and they had a, yeah. like a much bigger team than they expected mm-hmm. as well, right? They we thought they would have like maybe three in total, and they ended up with tw- twelve, maybe fourteen, many, maybe total.
0: How many Open World champions? Who? But didn't France win the team uh, at Worlds for the Open? Or the right? But we expected or, I mean, yeah.
4: France to do pretty well overall. Oh, you mean break? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're right. This isn't. This is breakthrough means you didn't see him coming. It's like, holy shit. That was a star shot up. Right. You're right. Yeah.
3: Uh, on a technicality, <laughs> yeah. Bill. It's a fucking <laughs>
0: sneaky one. Bill put on those sneakers. He's a dog. <laughs> He's so sneaky. We got to put He's a cowbell so on him. <laughs> you got to keep your eye on that guy. Um, but uh, okay. Fair enough. And how about the men? Now, this is super tough for me. I got to listen to what you guys say. And hopefully you guys might actually sway me. Uh, Bill, what are you thinking? Kind sir. All right. So Konstantin
2: Musayev is up there for me, for sure. The 120 kilo world champion, um, young guy, you know, we kind of figured he would be in the metal hunt, but we didn't, no one actually picked him to win. And then he came out and he just smashed it. And it was like a RP8 world championship kind of thing. Like dude can be the legit future of that weight class. Um, then I had a uh, Brandon Petrie from the, uh, USAPL, um, you know, he basically bumped up from Raw Nationals to um, the Virginia Pro six months later. He, you know, popped his total up about 50 kilos, mm. which is pretty damn impressive. And then the other one was um, uh, Bob Matthews, who his total went from or his to- from Nationals to the Virginia Pro. His total went up 82 and a half kilos. Yeah. So that massive second half of the year for him. Um, and uh, I think all of them would have won best lifter at worlds. I think for sure they all would have beat Anatoly. And then the, um, so yeah, so I am actually going with Bob for the breakthrough guy of the year. Like we all knew he was a, a solid lifter, but not on the level of like, Holy cow, what has happened. Did I just see a, you know, 912 kilo total from a hundred kilo dude. Like what the hell just happened?
0: Fair. Uh, what do you think Arian?
3: Yeah, it was a little bit of a toss-up for me as well. I was trying to look at the similar guys that Bill said and trying to decide, okay, what would I consider a breakout? And what I ended up going with was Brandon Petrie, even though he did not do, like, a world championship or anything big like that. It was just a combination of him, like, how much he put on his total. Like, in that six months' time from June to December, he put 50 kilos on his total. And from 2019, he put on, like, 90 kilos on his total. And just the breakthrough of, like, the last time he saw him was at 2019 Raw Nationals. He got 11th place. He's not even top 10. No one really knows who he is. 2020, he goes underground, doesn't do any meets because, you know, there aren't really many out there. He's just training. And then he pops back on the scene on 2021, and he puts up these monster totals. And he ends up, you know, placing at the pro sh- uh, Virginia Pro, where a lot of us, including us, like either had him low on our top five, or didn't even have us uh, him on our top five. A lot of people didn't really have him on his top five, or maybe like you know further down the list. So just the way that he surprised everyone, and I know he didn't make the ninety threes, and that the weight classes are gonna be changing anyways next year if he stays USAPL. But just looking at like okay, eight ninety five in a ninety three kilo class how high that is and even if you bumped him up into the 105 kilo class 895 is what like the top lifters in USAPL are doing at nationals like you know top three is going to be that 895 and up so regardless of which weight class you put him in and everything like that it's just that it was a big improvement from that 2019 where he was a lot in place and probably no one really knew who he was
0: hmm we gotta split Rory what are you saying I'm
4: going to start by bragging briefly because Ryan bragged all through the year about how he uh, did so well at uh, fantasy powerlifting last time. So I picked 14 out of the 16 winners of, of worlds. um, And I was second on the overall, overall rankings. Right. And one of the ones that I missed was Chandler Babb. um, And she was at least in my top three, but Konstantin Musayev as like, Seemingly came from nowhere as far as, I, as, as far as I, I'm concerned, like I did not see that coming. Absolute breakout, Um, super impressive performance. Uh, so my pick is uh, Konstantin Musayev.
0: Did he go nine for nine as well? Yeah. Like he had a perfect day and wasn't like, you want to see what happens, but if he, if he, you know, gets really pressed, like we're not sure it, it's true. He, I did not see that gentleman coming. Um, I starting... think I had him
4: picked as like fourth or fifth, right? Like, like I knew who he was, but I, I wasn't even watching him for a middle. Um, and then he did that. So
0: <laughs> we'll have to see what he ends up doing. Um, Well, Frank, we got three people up. We got three different answers.
4: <laughs>
0: just go, on, you, Jessica, mix it up. Jess, what are
4: you thinking?
1: I'm thinking Constantine as well, just because I was watching that competition. I don't think anyone expected that. It was really impressive um yeah actually i was watching with angelina so maybe she expected it she's probably one of the only yes. ones <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That, that would do it yeah i mean oh frank man now I'm, I'm. it's these are these are the guys that um i've been kicking around and trying to split it in my head um so here's the thing with bob I knew far more about Bob leading into 2021 than I did Petrie or than I did Messiah for sure. Um, so like Bob had a phenomenal time, a uh, phenomenal performance of Virginia pro, but um, I, I, it wasn't quite as breakthroughish. like his performance was, but I, I didn't, he didn't catch me as surprised as Petrie surprised the shit out of me, 50 kilo. I knew he had potential, but fifty kilos is a big jump. Um, but then Masayev, nine for nine at the worlds, which is tough because it's super tough in terms of you know he tra- international travel, international judging, um, and he's he could have a lot more in the tank. <sighs>
2: it's not about next year. It's about this year.
0: Yeah, but that performance, nine for nine. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to say, if I'm honest, Messiah was totally off my radar and I am pretty shocked by it. And he, he's off my radar and won a world title nine for nine day. If I'm honest, I did not see that coming in that fucking. <laughs> so that would be my breakthrough. Um, but in terms of, um, you know, star star power, and this shouldn't go against him, but because he's from Russia and there's a big, you know, uh, you know, in terms of a, a translation issue with that, it's going to hurt. It's easier when you come up through America and all of a sudden, like you could get so many more followers end up on so many more podcasts, et cetera. And then start building this following in terms of breakthrough star, if that's what we're talking about, which is difficult, man. And that's why I feel bad. And I try to get interpreters and get some of these people on these, these podcasts. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, so there, how about, Moving right along, we got the men's. We got the women's. Would you guys like to do the comeback of the year? You guys guys have an idea for that? Sure. Bill, what you oh, got, love? Go on. You want okay, okay, Rory, Oh, yeah, fine.
4: Rory, you want to go first? Oh yeah, sure. I, I can go first. um My comeback of the year is is probably not surprising. Um, so after twenty nineteen uh, bombing out of the world championships, a lot of people thought that Ray Williams was gone. Right, like. Um, I don't know how much you saw on the internet about it, but there was there was rumors flying every which way that he was um, off drugs for good. I don't think he's on drugs, but people were saying, you know, he's off drugs for good. He's, he's never going to bounce back. You know, he's sick. He's, you know, all, all of these things. Um, and then coming back recently and squatting a thousand pounds again, like it was far from his best performance. But there were a lot of people, uh, not including myself, but there were a lot of people who thought he was out for good. Um, and I think that that proves that he is not. And therefore he is my comeback of the year.
0: Uh, well said, dude. Um, if I could repeat every time I heard someone say Ray's done and he's, he'll probably never squat a thousand pounds again, or he'll never total over a thousand kilos again. And, um, cause he not only bombed out of world's, he followed that up with a performance at us Ron Nats and he looked vulnerable. Um, he looks straight up right down to the end vulnerable and, um, yeah, it is what it is. Bill, what, what are you thinking, dude?
2: So Megan Scanlon, Okay. Oh, nice. 20 2020, 2020 Arnold, which was the last big meet we had in the US before the pandemic hit. Um, she competes at the Arnold and the Grand Prix. She has a you know decent enough meet, but I guess she finds out like a couple weeks later she was actually pregnant during that competition. Anyway, so she's pregnant with twins. She has twins during the pandemic, and she comes back after having twins. Now I believe they're they just had their first birthday, I believe that happened. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. But um, comes back and she does the U.S. Raw Nationals in June. Um, I'm sorry, it was in October, right? Yeah. Um, no, it was in June. I made that up. Yeah, she actually had 57 kilo and she puts up a real respectable total. Almost makes the national team from that. Almost wins, and then she comes back again last week as a 63 kilo and she hits an all-time PR 495 kilo total. So. I think that woman is a superhero has twins comes back a year later and PR total impressive.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly the dialogue leading in her into her going into the U S raw Nats was like, how the fudge and people like, can you believe she signed up for 57? Cause she's done 63 before and she could, and she did it again and she could do 63 and be competitive. So people like sign up at 57. And what pregnancy does to your body, your body changes, the hormonal changes, and like extremely difficult to bounce back from that, cut all the weight down to 57, still retain the strength and be as competitive as she was. And damn near make the national team. Um, I, rem- I was in DMs with women who've had kids and they're like, this is crazy. And, um, and everybody was like, I don't know. Let's see if she makes weight. Let's see what she feels like after she makes weight and actually lifts. And the fact that she did what she did was a crazy, one of those, that was a crazy comeback. I hadn't seen that before. Uh, That's a good one. I totally forgot about that. How about you, Arian?
3: Yeah, I was going to say, just adding on to what Bill said, like as far as Meg Scanlon, like she was like, you know, documenting some of her process too that like, you know, people think like, Oh, Meg is just like amazing. Like everything is easy, but like she's showing videos of like her having the train while her like toddlers are in, in the gym or in her garage with her and stuff like that. Like, you know, people always complain like, Oh no, I can't go to the gym because of this. Or, you know, Oh, you know, I don't have enough time because of this, or this person always wants to come and bother me. And she's like taking care of two kids while she's also trying to like, you know, deadlift 185 kilos or whatever. And she also made the switch I don't know if it started off as first like deadlift technique and then switched coaching completely, but like she made also a switch to improve her deadlift technique and improve her deadlift strength and stuff like that along the way. It's like another variable to throw in there, and it paid off for her. Um, But the name I went with, the same as what Rory said is Ray Williams, just because whether – People want to argue or not, it's, it seems like he is the biggest name in thing. Even now, after all that's happened, he's the biggest name in thing. People always want to watch his training videos. People always want to watch him squat 1,000 pounds. People want to know where is he going. Is he going USAPL? Is he going IPF? Is he ever going to come back? That's why people always say, oh, he's on drugs or oh, he had to come off of drugs, because they care about Ray Williams. And it could have potentially led to, because you always wonder, like, you know, if something happens and the series of events occur, that lead to the person never coming back or never being the same. Like We wonder, like is Brett Gibbs ever going to come back and compete? Is Daniela Mello ever going to come back and compete? And so people are thinking the same thing as Ray because he first he bombs out, then he has the poor performance at, at Raw Nationals where he barely wins with his numbers way down, and then you have the pandemic hit and he's getting his PhD, he's having his kid and everything like that. We're like, this is it. He's gone. There's no reason he really got him to COVID
2: before nationals
3: too. He got, he oh, got COVID, <laughs> he got COVID <laughs> right before nationals and stuff like that. So all these things that could have led to him never competing again. And we would have been like, okay, well that's understandable. He hit his peak and then all this stuff happened. But what do you know? He still trains. He still finds a meet. He comes back. He squats over a thousand pounds. He totals over a thousand kilos and his squat came back up nicely. It looks like his, bench and his Delav have to a little bit work to do and i know he was like you know limping a little bit after squats, so maybe that hurt his Delav so maybe he has a little bit more there and so now the the gap from him to jesus is not that far away so that's why you're saying like your wish list in the previous episode is to see that head to head it's because now it's interesting again ray's back his numbers are back he's only going to improve we want to see the battle
0: and um to your point with like how Megan bounced back, but not only bounced back physically also after having the twins had to be a new mom and do this gives me some hope for our boy Taylor Atwood as a new dad okay because diff- <laughs> he could do this he, he making scale he's got a contact making scam. like how'd you balance this out With no <laughs> sleep because moms man it's a whole nother deal i like, got it dads do their thing and they they hop in there but moms can be like a whole nother hands on deck um yeah. when you're a new mom so if she could do it that's a motivating inspirational shit um worry but like legit to come back after that and
2: pr her total it was like that's that's what put it yeah. over the top for me, yeah. for sure. Taylor will be
3: like, while we at it, give me some bench tips, too. Give me some of those gains.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Rory, what do
0: you think? Of, sir? He's oh, wait, first. you already said. Jess, what do you think?
1: Yeah. Oh, I've got to say Megan. You guys explained that one really well, though. Um, another one I just wanted to mention is just seeing Tony Cliff actually um, get Silver at Open and then Equip Worlds is pretty nuts because he bombed out two years ago mm. uh, of before-
2: yeah, but he also won Classic Worlds too, so that's why it's a tough yeah. one. As like a comeback, right? Because like he, bom- he
0: but he bombed after he won, though, right? Like when he, he won, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. So
3: it's it, an equipped comeback. Yeah, it's,
0: it's an equipped comeback, comeback. But like he, I, I don't know, he's in there because like that bombing hurt. I know it hurt, and then um, his return it was uh I don't know. He wanted redemption but for sure on the equipped side. That's got to be big, um.
3: We- Bill, next, next year, Bill, next year, Ryan's going to say Anatoly's comeback of the year. bounce <laughs> back from Euro's loss.
0: <laughs> yeah, wow, dude, that's a one that stings. Listen, I'll get to that in a second. I have a Rocky award I want to hand out. But um, I'm going to say I think I'm going to side with Ray Williams only because um, the impact he has on powerlifting is massive. When he squats a thousand pounds, We're on ESPN, like not just like social media, but also ESPN feeds, like news feeds and shit. Like he squats a thousand pounds. We go into mainstream media. Um, The world's strongest man that year, who was Eddie Hall, is like, holy shit. And reposting him and saying, I can't believe this guy just squatted a thousand pounds. And he was so far gone. People are so writing Ray off. I know Ray's not 100% in his total, but he squatted 1,000 pounds. And what do we need from Ray? I don't give a fuck. If Ray squatted 985, but totaled way more, I need him to squat 1,000. We need him to squat 1,000 pounds. He's the only, he's our guy. And he's the reason why we break through into the mainstream. He's the reason why everybody took notice and just throw a fat, throw a fucking grand on that man's back and let me watch him come up and down with it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just what he does. He had a belt and it became legendary. He had a notch on his belt. Every time he squatted a thousand pounds, he had not registered a notch in that belt for two years. And he, did.
2: and he did. This is why people say there's no weight classes in the jungle. Cause you guys are That's all jumping right, on the baby. heavyweights. And like literally, have this like small, tiny woman who's PR on her lifts, and you're worried about someone who's you know down ten percent off. Dog of so
4: Ray Williams almost died <laughs> in 2019, right? Like that man oh. was looked like a corpse.
0: Well, okay, he had he a... was <laughs>
4: down 20 kilos. <laughs> it was
0: bad. You're right. It was bad. It was bad. Um, but anyways, that was my comeback of the year. Uh, Arian, do you have any awards or whatever you want to hand out? Did you have a, some others?
3: Well, I thought we were going to do the individual lifts as well. Let's do yeah. that
0: as well. Let me do. Okay, let's do that right now then.
3: So uh, I guess um, some of the people, I guess we'll start with squats for the, the men's side, king of the squats. Uh, I had a couple of names I was bouncing around. So I'll just throw out some of the names in there um, Taylor Atwood, uh, Jamar Royster, Ashton Rauska for the Ross side. And then Nikki Lenz Nielsen and Alexander Rubitz for the equip side. So I kind of put them all down, so like I can mention them and then we can discuss if we want. But I was going back and forth between all of them, and what I end up going up going with is Taylor Atwood, just because the 303 was such a huge number that I remember a few years ago when Lane Norton was trying to go for the 303 for the 93 kilo class squat record, and now it's being hit in the 74 kilo class. Like who knows once the 66 kilos are at like 275 squat working their way towards 300. So it's just ridiculous what Taylor's was able to do. And I was trying to look in open powerlifting, like how much above the next person were they like for the 83s, you know, Russ was squatting the same or more than Jamar, but Jamar also went up that weight class and did a big uh, squat in the 93s. Um, So I ended up going, with uh, And with Ashton, it's like, you know, Anatoly had the big squat too. So I went with Taylor because he was just so much above the rest. He had more in the tank. And how big that was compared to what I've seen in recent history.
0: Bill, what's your thoughts, love? I went with Jamar.
2: We've been hyping this up for years now. It finally happened. The second attempt looked so bad. We are like, oh, it's over. There's no way he's hitting this third attempt. He jumps up and hits the damn thing and we, like blew us out. Of, like I, I was literally laughing because I was like, "How the hell did he just hit that three eighteen squat?" So, I mean, was it the heaviest? No. Was it the best on points? No. But just meaningful squat because we've been literally talking about this thing for like two years now, and he finally hit it. He was Right? He ends up being the first eighty three to hit seven hundred pounds. Is that right? Yep. Um, So yes, he didn't even, he didn't, wasn't even, didn't even have the highest squat in that competition, but just again, because of the, you know, banter we've had about that squat. He did it. He he wins in my book. How
3: how much was on the line for Ryan? Dude, (laughs) holy
0: fuck. Jessica, I
3: don't know if you remember. I
0: literally, I've been hyping this up for so long. And I said in the preview show, if, if Jamar doesn't squat 700, Um, I'm giving Arian access to King of the List for, was it a week, a month? Total access. It was it was King of the List was Arian's. He was getting the passwords the whole nine and he was gonna have a... It would have been a whole lot of his athletes being reposted. And God knows what the comments and the captions were gonna be reading on other people's.
3: It would have been... God only knows what the password would have been. God, uh, yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Rick, man. So... It, thank god nobody what how many people slid in my dms i remember a couple people after the second attempt and jamar missed it people were like oh <laughs> shit arian's gonna have to get take over a kotl and people i think we we're in the group chat and we we're like oh, fucking kotl is mine and every people were in my dms be like oh no arian's got kotl and then jamar said because he lost a lot of weight to to uh to make 83 he went back and his crew was like holy fuck holy fuck holy fuck what should we do and he's like we're good he tightened his belt he literally literally and figuratively tightened his belt when shit hit the fan and he's like got the got the compression i needed it was a little tighter i got i could get a big breath and get a little tighter in there fucking nailed it nailed it like you were like what the hell happened on the second squad i remember watching like what the hell and, and i dm'd i like thank god dude i almost lost kotl and he's like don't worry i got you he's, he's like, like said, take my belt
3: he's like six i got you winky face <laughs> yeah exactly
0: don't worry man i was like for the love of the game dude you had to have hit that no pressure <laughs> but uh, uh who else rory have you gone yet
4: I haven't gone yet. Uh, I got to go with uh, Jamal Royster as well, though. Like, I was I was getting real tired of him seeing uh, seeing him hit amazing squats and training, and they're just, like, not putting them up on comp day. So he, seeing him actually execute, that was was really good. And I'm glad that R.A. didn't take over King of the Lifts. So I had forgotten about that bet, um, but it horrified me at the time that that was looking possible. You were like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, no, I'm confident. We're just going to see gonna Taylor this. Atwood reposted 600 times a day. Yeah, well, Ryan does that already. No, I don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he occasionally posts other people he posted <laughs> jessica once i think
0: that's right god knows what it would be jess who you got for your squat?
1: Uh, i was gonna say taylor atwood just because um yeah taylor atwood for that one
0: i mean everything arian already like the world record he's so far ahead of everybody else it's freaking crazy
1: yeah it's insane um i did appreciate that bet uh because I thought that you were going to give up King the lifts forever. I oh, you're confident. So I was just on the edge of my seat So that
2: so so that was the so Jess, you're right. That was the original thing. Oh. And he, I know,
1: Did
0: I back out? I probably somehow weasel his way into In being I a month. That somewhere. I weaseled. I was like, yeah. no, wait, wait. I keep. I slept on. I slept <laughs> wait, wait. on it. I slept <laughs> yeah. on it. I, I and, can't. Tell and though. I woke up and I was like, oh my god, what am I doing?
3: I can't tell though whether Jess was. Happy that I was gonna have that. Oh, account. she was
0: happy was it wasn't. Come on, Arian's <laughs> like, I gotta feel like Jess wants me head of King of the List because <laughs> forever, forever.
1: I was genuinely worried.
0: <laughs> there oh, it is.
1: there <laughs>
0: it is. The content, it. but um, I'm gonna go a little bit of a different direction. I'm actually gonna double back and go to Ray Williams thousand pound squat. It just uh, meant emotionally to a lot of people, as in terms of. Uh, For all the reasons that Jamar's was a big deal, him doing it when he was chasing that for so long, you love seeing that. And he's the first 83 to ever hit 700, and that's facts. But um, Ray in the thousand pounds and just what that does for everybody, seeing him come back. We've already talked about, I'm not going to redo the whole hash, but um, that meant a lot in terms of a squat. So, and it's a fucking monster squat, it's a thousand. I can't imagine what a thousand pounds on your back would feel like. But I'm also not like a 450-pound man, so that would help. But, anyways, Ray Williams, Ray Williams squat. How about the bench press?
3: Well, I was gonna what say are we doing Ryan, females. Yeah, oh, females. females, but females but I was sir. gonna say Ryan probably has a shrine. Like we don't see his whole room, we just see like the the plain. Background right there, the plain wall. He probably has a shrine to Ray Williams somewhere, and he wa- he was watching that video, and he's like kissing the uh, Ray William's belt, like he's back, baby, he's back. I the really Ray have a poster of Ray TSC. Williams on the, behind me. Right, yeah. right have to change the KOTL photos and stuff like that with Ray in there. <laughs> That's right, yeah.
0: Fuck, I'm glad <laughs> on
3: the uh, on the women's side. I was tossing up some names too. You got uh, Tiffany Sharpan who comes in and, and within a year or two she's breaking the world record squat that like's been sitting there for years you obviously have uh, leah who broke the world record squad in two different weight classes and then i had amanda lawrence in there too just because she broke his own rec her own record and she's just so far ahead of everyone else like especially if you take Danielle Mello out since she hasn't competed in a couple of years there's like no one else who would keep up with amanda uh, on squat or total really um and just to throw in there on the quip side too i had uh uh, there's a lifter, Sonia Stephanie Kruger from Germany, I believe, who broke the world record squat and world record bench press at Worlds, a junior lifter in the open breaking it. So just, you know, junior lifter casually coming into Worlds, trying to qualify for World Games, breaking the world record squat I had. there in there. So out of the three, it was tough for me to pick. I'm hoping that I pick one that you guys will pick someone else. So I'll go with Leah just because she broke the world record squat and two weight classes. So she is literally the queen of the squat in two weight classes out of the eight.
0: Well, fuck me.
3: <laughs> Are you guys going to pick the same?
0: Well, let's see. Well, Bill,
2: I went with Bonica. Nice. Um, so she squatted two seventy six kilos, but again, it wasn't necessarily the weight. I mean, it wasn't the best score. It wasn't, you know, but it was like, literally back and forth with Amanda Martin at USAPL nationals. And like, she just like, you know, Amanda chipped Benika's record and Benika came right back and like, you know, spotted that thing. I was like, that's my fucking record or whatever she said, you know, kind of thing. Like, it was just such a cool moment. Cause like normally she's so far ahead of everyone else that you don't really ever see her push too much. So to see that and to see the fire back in her eyes and stuff like that was pretty damn cool. Um, But yeah, so that was my number one. I think I would have Leah number two just because of the squat record in two different weight classes.
0: Um, Yeah, Bonica's squat battle. Here's the thing too, for an extra little piece on that. She didn't have to. She could have won that on her total without engaging in that squat battle and just sidestepped it. The fact that she stood up and was like, load up that fucking record because she's not taking it. And like like she's like, like, you don't have to do all this. Yeah, no, I do. You know, I fucking like that attitude. Yeah, I
2: think in that preview show, we talked about
0: like, you know, will Bonica
2: break her own squat record? And I think one of us was like, yeah, if Amanda chips it, then she's definitely going to go for you and break it from there kind of thing, you know? I love it. Yeah, only takes it if she has to. I
0: love it. No, um, that was a, yeah, that was a good show. And the fact that when she came back and took it back again, it was like. That's my fucking record. I was like, yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> you know, um, because she's not always pressed in, in battle, so she'll show like I'm good for a battle. And I won't sidestep it, even though she didn't have to. She could have won without the, the squat battle. Rory, what are you saying, dog? Uh
4: so I've actually got Evie Corrigan. So I think she only competed once this year, but she's finally got the 170 kilo monkey off her back. Um, I like think she'd, she'd been battling around sort of just under the 170s for quite a while. I think she'd hit 168. She'd missed 171. Um, and so she finally came in and, and, and actually hit that in a meet, which was really good to see. Um, and I think that that was, a, that was a bit of one of those like bugbear numbers that sort of is more of a, a mental barrier than a physical one. Um, and so I was really happy to see that.
1: Jess, what are you saying? Amanda Lawrence. I got to go with her. She's absolutely untouched in her class. Like... She squats. her squats are incredible. Yeah, honestly.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, fuck yeah, Manda Lawrence is a squat machine. Jeez. It's it's absolutely insane what she's able to do with weight on her back.
1: Yeah, um, consistently, like all the time.
0: Right. That's true. She had, tell me when she's had a bad squat day, right? Like she
1: like, yeah, she'll she, be like had a bad squat day and it's still like 240 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah exactly. I don't think that's a bad squat day. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um okay. I mean, damn, I guess we're all over the place, but at least everybody's got a little shine on this. So that's good. I'm going to lean towards Leah Bavua for the reason that Arian said, where she broke world records in two different weight classes. um, And, I mean, that's a damn good squat to break a record in two different weight classes. Did it at international competition. Um, and I know like Turbo Tiff did that. And Amanda did that. I mean, this is a tough one. Uh, we're talking like Turbo Tiff, Amanda. Yeah, the Bonica squat it, it is it's the biggest squat we've seen, even though it's she didn't do it at Worlds. Um, I'm going to go to Leah Bavon. I mean, that was, that's crazy, man. Her squat is absolutely insane what she's able to do in the 63s. Just like Amanda previously re- had to make us or she made us rethink what an 84 can do. Um, Leah Bavois did the same for what we have to rethink what a 63 can do in terms of squats. You know, and that's that's exciting. And then she redid it again on 69. So I'll go Leah Bavois. How about bench press? I guess we're back to the men's.
3: Yeah, uh, I guess I'll, I'll start uh, for the the men's king of the bench. I'll jump real quick to the equip side just to throw some of the, that in there. One of the guys I saw is uh Kost- Kosti- Kostiantin Musienko. Is, he used to be an 83-kilo lifter. He had the 83-kilo bench world record, moved up to 93 kilos. Now he owns the 93-kilo world record, both the three-lift and the single lift. And he's just so far ahead of the next people when it comes to benching that weight class. So I had to go with them easily for the classic side. I was deciding between Jonathan Keiko and Bill's boy, Jake Amendola, because Jake is just putting up these monster numbers, especially in training. And then Keiko just makes things look casual. But I, I think back of like some of the top 93s, like Ellis McLean and Dennis Cherry and Jonathan Keiko is like starting to blow those numbers higher and higher and, and like rethinking as far as what they can bench for that 93 kilo class. And so I went and looked so at more in the numbers and, Jake had already been hitting like, you know, 260, 263 previous years. So the 265, I was like, okay, it's a little bit of improvement, but Keiko seems to be improving a little bit more lately. So I went with him because he did in 2019, he did 231. And since then he's done 238 a couple of times and then 242.5 at a local meet. So just the amount of improvement he went, I went with Jonathan Keiko.
0: And he'd made official world records on the world stage. Mm-hmm. um bill what are you saying sir
2: yeah i mean it's it's for me it's those two guys also um if jake could actually make a third bench he'd probably win this award so Kaiko has the world record jake doesn't
0: have a world record so Kaiko gets it for sure might change up in 2022 rory what are you saying sir
4: uh i mean the same same couple of guys but i'm gonna go with amandola uh, just because the that 265 was was amazing can't make a third attempt, bro. don't don't, even, don't buy into the hype, bro.
0: Can't make a third attempt. Does he need to
4: make a third attempt or is the second doing okay at the moment?
0: You're, Ooh, right,
4: you're right.
3: You're right. You're Doing okay.
0: That's fair. <laughs> what are you saying, Jess?
1: Uh, I got to say Jonathan Keiko. That was just insane. I'm going to
0: go with Jess as well. It's the World Championships. He broke world record in the second, broke it again on his third, and it's it's tough international officiating travel time zone change the whole freaking nine and all the pressure and he's in middle he was in the middle of a dog fight with gustav Headlin. so like it wasn't like a runaway either he like this this poor kid always is in a dogfight. he had a dogfight with gavin <laughs> at us nats and then he had one at worlds with gustav so he needed to hit and he hit breaking world records that's different than showing up and um you're kind of like, how much is, how much do I need this? I'm just going to load up. Right. Uh, that helps uh, to be like a big bencher, but a consistent bencher. go three for three in the bench when you need it. So there it is. Jonathan Keiko. Let's do the deadlifts. Arian talk to queen, me, kid.
3: Queen of the bench.
0: Queen of the bench is right. to keep, keep, keep so, trying to move it along. I'll, I'll
3: talk to you. Uh, queen of the bench, um, for the equip side real quick. I'll go at raised again. I, I'm pretty sure I picked her last year. I'll just keep picking her every year as she keeps just bumping away at that bench record. Whatever she learned or whatever from switching to Blaine Sumner for coaching and figuring out the bench shirt or figuring out the training, whatever like that, just her bench has just been next level the last few years. And so she keeps shipping away out of it. I'll keep picking her for the equip side. For the classic side, I'm hoping you all didn't pick this so you get a little bit different picks again. I went with Ludmila Prochenko. She competes oftentimes in the bench only. And so she has the bench only world record for the 84 kilo class at 155.5, which is actually more than the 84 plus. So like she benches more than Bonica and more than Emily Mierger who just broke the record. So I had to go with her. Um, I follow her on Instagram. If you don't follow her, her, na- her name is like Ludmila Perchenko, orange mood, and she loves wearing orange and orange is my favorite color. So I had to go with her as well for that. Nice.
0: Damn. Um, sorry, what did you say she benched?
3: 155.5 in the eighty-fours. She has a pretty good equip bench as well. I think she's like two oh five or something like that. So she's not um yeah, two oh seven point five. So she's not far off from Reyes two twenty-three either on the equip side.
0: Damn, man. Okay. Bill, what are you saying, sir?
2: Jen Thompson. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's pretty much a staple in this you know, spot here for the, uh, you know, venture of the year. So yeah, Jen Thompson, 140 kilos at 63 kilos. It's pretty damn good.
0: Rory? Uh,
4: I have Corolla Garrett. She benched 132.5 kilos at 69, which is more than the heaviest bench in the seventy sixes, and only a little less than the heaviest bencher in the three lift uh, 84s. Um, It's not quite as good as uh, Jen Thompson's 140 and the 63s, but uh, it's a pretty damn good bench.
1: Hmm.
0: Jess, what do you say?
1: Jen Thompson is just honestly insanely strong. Like 140, that's just wild to me. And I cannot believe that she doesn't really have a huge arch either. Just watching her lift just kind of... I, yeah, we, saw that, we that. saw
2: that on the internet this year, about the huge arts. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's geez. not talk
1: about that. <laughs> 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 I don't want to get into that, but um, yeah, it's just my mind doesn't want to believe it when I wash your bench. Um, I have to go with Rhea, though, just because I'm biased, and she helped me out on my very first powerlifting meet, and she just keeps, yeah, just keeps chipping away at her record, just quietly out in, in Moose Jaw, just training <laughs> every year after year and uh yeah her and ryan have really done a lot for the sport of powerlifting in canada not just saskatchewan for sure
0: um if they made them if an american was making a movie and they're like it's going to take place in an everyday quiet canada (laughs) town what are we going to call it they would be like how about moose joe and it was be so maybe like that's too on the nose. Well you've
1: got your stereotypical Canadian shows like Letter Kenny and then uh <laughs> there was Corner Corner Gas too. I didn't really like Corner Gas that much, but it was they filmed it in did they film it in Saskatchewan? I don't even know, Probably. but it looks like it. <laughs> Probably <laughs> I love Letterkenny though, because yeah. Anyways.
0: It, it does look like it. Um, I have an
4: honorable mention for the the Queen of the Bench um Ishibashi Akane benched 100 and maybe 142.5 or 140 kilos at 57 um but she did do it in the gym which is why she wasn't my uh overall pick
0: I tell you what some of the Italians are absolutely murdering right now I think um yeah they got some big benches but anyways I'm gonna go with Jen Thompson as well uh because what she's doing is phenomenal I am glad that Arian dropped um the heavyweight bencher who's coming in i like seeing a new name in there and maybe she could end up taking it in next year for right now what jen thompson doing with 140 kilo bench as a 63 but an m1 as well who's getting closer and closer to an m2 is still just freaking i can't wrap it around my freaking head that's 308 pounds that's nuts for a woman her size and i mean with all due respect her age that's you got two things now you know, we're, we're, that's I just can't, I can't wrap it around my head. So it's got to be Jen Thompson, um, who's who's the goat bencher, anyways. All right. Let's move on to the deadlifts then. Kick us off, Arian. Tee us up.
3: Sure. King of the deadlifts. Again, on the equip side, I was going between, I'll just mention a couple guys uh, Alexis Mayher, or Alexis Ramos, as we call him in the US lot, and Ian Bell. And Ian Bell at Nationals did the 391. I know it was at Nationals. A little bit controversial as far <laughs> as the lift. But that's like the biggest deadlift in that weight class ever. Then he goes to Worlds. He tries the world record pull and for placing. And he doesn't get it. So I wasn't sure if I wanted to put him first. I went with Alexis because he went to Worlds as well. And he went there and he broke uh shell, Sch- Sch- or however you pronounce his name, Bakalan's deadlift. And he's like known for a big time deadlift classic and equipped and he went there and took it with 329 in the 74s so i went with him and on the classic side i was deciding between taylor atwood with his pull at nationals and then canadian bryce with his pulls both at napf and at worlds and i know bryce took that bigger jump at worlds for the you know whatever it was was it 395 or something like that he tried um so he may have had some more on him that day and he probably had some more on him at NAPF where he purposely held himself back to get himself ready for worlds. But who knows if he was on that day, how much he would have pulled. Uh, so I, I, it was a toss up. I'll just make a different, I'll go Bryce Krawcheck just because of how big he pulled on two different occasions. He has the world record deadlift. He potentially NAPF had like a three ninety-five or 400 pull in him. So maybe he'll get that next time.
0: Bill, what are you saying, doc?
2: So Bryce was my runner-up. If he would have made the pull, the 390 or 390.5, whatever he needed to bump into bronze at Worlds, I would have given it to him. But since he missed that, I'm actually going to bump over to uh, email uh, Norling from Sweden. His pull to beat Anatoly at Europeans was uh, 375. Um, you know, wasn't the biggest pull ever in that, in that weight class but just the you know, home crowd, the the emotion involved in it, the pulling to beat the guy who just beat your ass pretty good a couple weeks ago, like you know, there was a lot of a lot going on, a lot going through that. So it was a good moment. So that I got that for deadlift of the year.
0: That's fuck. Now you changed everything. <laughs> because if we're talking just, well, what's the biggest relative to everyone else in the weight class but that's a little dry but when you say when i'm giving my deadlift of the year i want you to tell me why does this deadlift mean so much well he pulled for a come from behind upset victory it was a pr deadlift he had never hit it before and he needed to hit it to beat the reigning world champion oh and by the way also best lifter at the worlds and they loaded the bar in his home nation and he fucking hit it and it's like is that not the deadlift or, or, or is it the deadlift that the guy was winning, 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 and then he won? You know, yeah, it was super heavy. But are we talking of the year, significance-wise? Tell me the story. Because there's a lot of big deadlifts and a lot of world records fall. That's a fucking tough one that I wasn't thinking of it like, you're right. Like, in terms of, um, w- like, that video I posted with him hitting that deadlift, people, like, reposted that hundreds of times in their stories because you can see the shares and they're like, hashtag believe, hashtag inspiration, hashtag not over till the last poll. Like everyone's doing that shit in their stories. And I'm not sure if there's a deadlift like that. Fuck. All right. I'm not going next. Rory. Who you got? <laughs> I, I thought I had Taylor. Atwood. I'm like Taylor. Atwood, That's insane. 750 pounds or whatever for a 74. I can't wrap my head around that. I'm like, it's Taylor, but it doesn't have that storyline, right? Rory, help me out.
4: Okay, so I'm going to do my, I'm going to do my special mention first. So my special mention is Sebastian McLaren. Dude transit my gym. He's pulled 390 in the gym a couple of times. Um, he pulled 375 in a comp earlier this year to be the only second New Zealander ever to hit a 900 kilo total. Um, so he's a super, I think he's 100, he's only about 150 kilos though. Um, I think you've reposted him a couple of times, Ryan. So outstanding deadlifter um, got a shout out to the, the hometown people um but my my deadlift of the year i think has to go to um bryce korshak with his 385.5 um bill does make a good point about missing his third coming out of that um but i thought it was a a great deadlift nonetheless
0: okay jess what are you saying
1: for me gotta be the deadlift from bryce
0: I knew it.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. That was just uh, that was just a really fun session to watch too. And he missed that last that three ninety point five by like a centimeter. Um, I think that's kind of the way he always fails deadlifts for the most part. But uh, that was just incredible to see. And then he had North Americans before too, which he purposely didn't send it on because of worlds. So, uh, but both world records got to go with Bryce.
0: Um, all right, because <laughs> <sighs> nobody said Taylor. Okay. I think I'll say Taylor just to make it rounder. You sorry, you want to add some, Jess? Uh, I, I nope.
3: I was, I don't,
1: I don't, I don't I was know.
3: trying to set you up for, for other people picking, and never want canadian rice would be. You could still say the significance of that final deadlift to add to his total to have that right. best performance That's ever. True.
0: That's true, yeah. Um, but Bill really got me fucking going with that, like how he set it up um it's true because if 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 bryce had hit that then his his significance of that poll not only is historic but also blah 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 but what bill's saying is like sports you, you just win baby and who are you beating when you won The fucking reigning world champion and the best lifter from worlds um that's a fucking that's a that's a one of those disney movies in terms of, so uh, but nobody picked Taylor, so I'm like, ah, shit! Nobody took Taylor. That's <laughs> such a that has to be one of our picks. It's it was stupid crazy. So I have to go Taylor. Um, there it is. All right, there it You're is. Such a fanboy right. So,
2: just real quick in the database, Sank or Shank, however you say his name. I'm sorry, I always pronounce it wrong. He did pull 400 at their, like you know, Turkish Turkish national meet. Um, it was in the super heavyweight class, but still 400 is ridiculous. And then I, I believe it was this year. Was it remember that deadlift video of like that one dude pulling in the pouring rain with like all his buddies around yeah. him, like, chanting for him and yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, I don't know why maybe that just popped in my head. But yeah, that was um, <laughs> like, that was definitely with the, the deadlift video of the year. Let's put it that way. That, cool. that may
3: have been last year.
2: Okay. I don't I mean, know it's, if it was this
1: it's year, all but the same. I, yeah, I guess
3: exactly. so lost to the years, but I think maybe that was the COVID video. <laughs> he was from,
0: he was from Ghana and kathwe is his parents are from Ghana and he's the Ghana champion, maybe even African, Um, you know, I, I, maybe not that though, maybe just national, but anyways, he somehow found out about a Cathwey breaking a world record and knew from his name that it was that it, his background and reached out to cafe and everything. And um, I reposted that, and that shit got reposted by like Cameron Haynes and like people who were like, 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 like millions of followers. He's like on Joe Rogan and shit. He's famous, but like it got reposted by a bunch of other people. But just the one on King of the Lifts like blew up. I'm like, holy shit. And the is just literally like, while you complain about your equipment <laughs> or it's the gym's cold. These fellas are getting after it. When it's under the what you feeling under the weather, these fellas are literally under the weather and still getting after it and it's raining down on them. Um, it was dope. But uh yeah, good shout out there. All right, let's do the females.
3: Yeah, for Queen of the Deadlifts on the equipped side, I'll throw in there real quick. I didn't really find anything too big, but the only equipped open Delph world record broken was from Catherine Bach from Denmark in the 69-kilo class. She only weighed 65.5 in the 69-kilo class, and she's a Masters 1 lifter and broke the open uh, world record 233. So I put her in there. But for my classic, I had to go with, with Joy Namani. She moved up a weight class, okay? She, you know, she bounced back and forth for European. She goes to the 57s for world. She goes back to 52s and goes back and forth. But it seems like, you know, Kind of COVID hit. She went underground. She committed to 57s. She's like, I'm moving up. Ryan said, I believe on on uh, last year, you know, Joy's gonna be 57s going forward. She's moving up a weight class, and she says, "All right, let me let me come back now that meets are back. Let me show you what I can do." And she put up that 492.5 kilos, which finished with that 227.5 kilo deadlift in the 57 kilo class. So I had to give it to Joy for that pull. Bill, what
0: are you saying?
2: Yeah, I had Joy as the top deadlifter for females. There really wasn't that, like, drama pull in the female classes this year. Um, like, Kind of like the men had a couple of those. There wasn't really that one big one. Um, so, you know, Joy with the crazy deadlift. I also had Kimberly Walford on there for the 246 deadlift earlier in the year. Um, and then, um, Aaron, I thought the equipped side, you were going to go with uh, Tatiana Melnick. For the- <laughs>
3: <laughs> the most controversial deadlift of the year. Yeah,
2: that was the Ukrainian deadlifter that um, oh. got it overturned, and then she got take it at the end of the round kind of thing and to, to slide into a World Games slot. <laughs> so the most controversial deadlift of the year for
0: sure. <laughs> Rory, what are you saying, kind love?
4: Uh, I've got to go with Kim wolford's uh, 246. I don't think that was a PR for her. I think that was an equal PR for her. Um, but, you know, uh, she's been around a long time, and the fact that she's still, like, right at the top of a game like that, I think really impresses me.
0: Jess, what do you say?
1: I got to give it to joy
0: for sure. World record at the world championships. Um, she's a monster. Kim,
1: I mean, I'm so impressed by Kim because she's been in the game for so long. Uh, but I just, because joy uh, executed at those big games, um, I got to give it to her.
0: It's a deadly weapon that she wields. And, um, yeah, if, if executing under pressure, Joy is the current world champion. Um, ah, well, I'll tell, I'll say this. Jess, if you hit your third, it definitely would have been yours. <laughs> hit your third I'm, at worlds. I'm
1: burnt. How about that? I, Are you still? Um,
0: yeah.
1: Yes. Uh, have, Anyways. You hit,
0: have you hit it before? Because you're capable. You've hit two, 250.
1: I deadlifted 255 in the gym. Um, and I'm normally better in meets than the gym because I find it hard to get hyped up. Um, they were playing like, they had a spin class on. And if you've ever heard spin, what it's like sounds bad. It's just a bunch of like kind of singing along to the music and it's really uh, loud. And there's no music on the other side of the gym. Uh, I was feeling like, oh man! I'm still upset at myself that I didn't get that last deadlift.
0: (laughs) Did I bring? I just opened up a wound.
1: (laughs) I'm like, uh, I'm self conscious about it. (laughs) The thing is,
4: maybe you uh, needed someone to break into your car and steal your shirt. That's right. (laughs) Um,
1: um, no, yeah, I did 255 in the gym uh, a couple of weeks before. It just. Yeah, I just set the bar up a little too close to my Shinza worlds. I think I don't even know, honestly.
0: It, it the thing is, <laughs> even though in, in in the third squat where you had the squat and then blacked out, it's like, oh shit, I know. you blacked out at the wrong time. Thing is, you still fucking won the world championships. It's good that even if if you miss two lifts and it's on squat and dead, when you got a big squat and a big dead, you could still win the world championships. But um. Uh, Yeah, you got a fucking monster dead on you. When you hit that, that third dead will be there if you need that third dead though. But anyways, point is, if you hit that, um, it would definitely be yours. I'm looking at, I'm going to give mine to Kimberly Walford. Um, And the reason why is I'm putting a little more significance on her staying power, which is fucking crazy. That deadlift is not going away. Even at her age, it's 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 still a deadly weapon she wields and it's it's threatening anyways where you know if she's close enough she's going to load the bar if she's close enough she's going to try to pull herself onto a podium or something like that like it's she's got to get herself close enough um, so it's a nice little weapon to have and every it's, it's a legendary one at this point in terms of Kimberly Walford. So I'm going to lean into Kimberly Walford, but what Joy Namani is doing in the 52 or 57 kilo class now is freaking crazy. And she might be the first woman to go 500, 500, where she pulls 500 pounds and totals 500 kilo as a 57 kilo woman. That's insane. And, um, yeah, I think she could do it. I did have another one
2: written down, actually. Um, Martha True. Jenner from oh, yeah. Norway in the 69 kilo class. Her So she took a fairly decent sized jump from her second to her third to kind of jump over Anna and Kimberly to you know get into second place. And um, I think you even said like on the on the live stream, like, oh, this is this. This is a kind of a Hail Mary. Like you're like, wait, what just happened? Wait, she's in <laughs> second place now kind of thing. Like it surprised you even was kind of funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that was kind of one of those where like, she kind of went from like fourth place to like second place on the last pool and everyone else kind of missed. And she sat there with a silver medal around her neck.
0: Yeah. I mean, sometimes you, you like, I knew I'd repost her on King of Lists before and I knew she had a dead on her, but it's a whole nother, if you max out, make weight, max out on squats, max out on bench, do this in an international and then try to do that. And, uh, yeah, man, it is what it is. She, she ended up, uh, surprising everybody. Yeah, what do you do? Is that all your um? I'm gonna give my Rocky award just before I forget, okay? My Rocky, my Rocky Balboa upset win, come from behind um award goes to Emil Norling, who at the the European Championships beat Anatoly for all the reasons we already said. Uh, and I don't know, I can't remember seeing somebody who was. Not only was he like an uh, underdog, he had just lost to this guy thoroughly at the World Championships, and in that Europeans was losing to the guy. And last deadlift, here we go, PR. This is such a fucking, you know, movie moment. And he pulls it off and beats the champ. And um, that's that's what sports are all about, man. I can Was there a better comfort behind upset win we have seen in terms of like if a Netflix comes to you right now and they're like. That's the we're looking for a movie. We're looking for a upset, comfort behind you can do it movie. Was there another win like that? Was significantly you're beating the best, like you know, the world champion or whatever.
3: I i wasn't sure like where you're going with this award because I thought like the comeback of the year was your Rocky award. Like the people we picked for comeback were like the Rocky people. I didn't know you split into a separate award. Yeah, this is different. And, and, and as far as like, I couldn't think of a Rocky performance, like as far as that in its meet itself, a comeback. But just as far as the year and potentially multiple years, the person I was thinking of is is Jonathan Kaiko. Just what he had to go through to get to the world title with you know COVID, and then he comes back, wins another nationals. He barely beats out Gavin, and then USAPL uh, pulls the team, and you know we get suspended, everything that he has to find a way to switch over to another to another member nation, get to worlds, and even just like the information told us on the podcast of just getting to nationals how hectic it was and flights and stuff like that and then just them getting to worlds and everything like that is like he went through all of this stuff to get his world title and in the end he got his world title but also just along the way looking at his last few meets is like 2019 nationals perfect nine for nine the 2021 local meet where he had his best total perfect nine for nine um raw nationals uh 2021 perfect nine for nine and then the 2021 world's Perfect nine for nine. So along the way, with all this stuff going along and all this stuff flipping, everything, that he just kept coming back, making attempts, kept coming back, making attempts, kept coming back, winning nationals, and finally won his Worlds.
0: And it was always a battle. This 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 fucking kid never had an easy win before in his life. It's like, can I please not be in the biggest battle? That was (laughs) the biggest battle of US Raw Nationals. That was the biggest battle of worlds. He's like, dude, I can't win easy, which is such a like, let's, let's, it's not the Rocky Award now, it's the Netflix award. (laughs) Netflix is like, give me the story. And I'm like, either Jonathan Keiko or Emil Norland fuck me and maybe it's kaiko. right so
4: for for kaiko the anime special it's gonna be an anime special on netflix right it will be <laughs> like a sports anime with three seasons where first he has to win nationals and then he has like the drama of getting from nationals to worlds and then he has to actually win worlds it'd I mean, be like all- one episode per attempt
0: he's so into anime and um and, and a lot of the flex boys are and all the anime references they do like are right over my head i'm yeah. like i don't understand i don't follow uh but whatever anybody here in the anime
3: only dragon ball z
0: well well i
3: bet i've watched a couple of things <laughs> but you know not
4: not into it like those guys are
3: you're like whatever nerd accounts
2: <laughs> that's right whatever nerd
0: <laughs> we're still taking your lunch money out world if we ever see you um do we have any more awards there yet or what's going on you see where is, R- is rory does rory have anything she wants to, he wants to throw out real quick anybody wants for a netflix back? award
3: like, no, so you're Rory, actually convinced me that uh, Kaiko deserves that one. Rory, did you do a uh, Dark Horse Award like we did last year?
4: Oh, that was who we didn't, didn't expect to do well, who ended up doing
3: well? No, your Dark Horse for next year. Who is like a person that no one's looking out for that could potentially break out next year?
4: Like your sleeper. I feel like I've already dropped a couple of names because uh, New Zealand has been a, a fortress of solitude for so long. Uh, I, I feel like a, a lot of stuff that's happening in New Zealand has been overlooked.
3: You have to repeat it with so, your accent, we don't understand.
4: <laughs> hey,
3: Man, hey, playing the race, card, is that Elvis? Damn.
0: I think you called yourself, super. I think you low key referred to yourself as Superman as well. But that's fair.
4: uh, I think that's Tim, 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 maybe, maybe Superman. I think he did it 808.5 uh, a couple of months ago. Um, Donna's on the way to do 400. Um, Evie's done. I think low 400s in the 50s, 57s uh, earlier this year. And she's actually a, a little up on that since then. Um, Theo was going to be a monster in the juniors given in another year or two. Unfortunately, he didn't make worlds as a sub junior this year because, you know, everything that happened. Um, yeah. So anyone coming out of New Zealand?
0: Dude, I'm pray these people get out of New Zealand and I like, I'm in, I am I want to see what Tim can do as an 83 batting over the 800s consistently let's let's get this kid to worlds um who's dark horse sleeper who wants to go next
2: does, does hold on does rory want to throw anything else out because he yeah. has to leave I've
4: got about three minutes before yeah. i have to run away um, throw, throw but, us your instagram uh, think, rory uh instagram at rory lynch uh r-a-w-r-y-l-y-n-c-h um and I'm on the TikToks at the moment now as well, um, which yeah. is terrible, but I'm there. Um, and same username.
3: So send, send your questions to Rory on TikTok.
4: <laughs> I'll uh, deal with them with uh, snark and sarcasm, but I will answer them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way, my man. Thank you <laughs> it's for what joining. what makes me so lovable. Thank you for hey, joining. Yeah, thanks for having me.
4: Um, it's uh, good to see everyone again, and I will talk to you all soon.
0: Been yeah. too long, man. We'll talk soon.
4: Peace.
0: Okay, Bill, did you want to say your Netflix? Do you want to say your sleeper? What do you want to say?
2: It yeah, I didn't have any Netflix award winners or any that kind of I mean, maybe just like the whole US Virgin Islands team basically like, yeah, fuck, you know yeah. getting getting voted out, you know, you know, basically Dude, well you know, said. suspended, then voted out, then you know, hopping on the usvi so i mean basically it should be the, the kimberly walford story then right let's just put it that way so the the netflix special is the kimberly walford story of how she you know keeps winning world championships and then you know is taking these like powerlifting refugees in to come and win wow, world yeah. championships this is like so this is like, that's, this that's, is like that's, season that's your, 10. that's your movie
0: slash show right there this is season 10 of the kimberly <laughs> walford story we're like what's gonna happen oh it gets fucking juicy when you see season 10 and bam,
2: <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> but um, we're we doing Dark, dark Horses, mm-hmm. too? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, Rene Keiki, I guess, from Sweden. I think that's how you say his name. He's a 105er junior. Just broke the uh, – I'm sorry, Switzerland. What did I say?
0: Sweden. It's okay. Close.
2: Sweden. Sorry, sorry. I, you wrote SW. Sorry. Um, yeah, Switzerland. Um, yeah, 105 junior. Just totaled 891, I believe. And he set the open 105 kilo world bench press record, like, 233 and a half, or something like that, um, which is, you know, pretty damn good for a junior for sure. And then the other one is um, Anna Bardova from Russia. She's 16 years old. She won sub junior worlds. Uh, She's a 69 kilo lifter and she totaled 466 and a half for a 16 year old. That's pretty damn good. Um, To be like, you know, what, 70 kilos off of like winning a world championship when you're 16 years old is pretty darn good. So I think um, you know she sticks with the sport. She could be one of those where you know in two three years time we're like okay this is the the class of that weight class for sure.
0: I'm going to say so if the sleeper dark horse isn't the person to watch because um, or the person who's going to blow next because like I was going to say Chiara Bernardi the 63 kilo junior world champion she's already a world champion. She's not, people aren't sleeping on you if you're the world champion, even if you're a junior. Like, that's, you know what I mean? That's like me saying, um, when Jessica was junior world champion, well, watch out for her. She might be someone in open, people like, no shit. Like, thanks for the scouting report, bro. So, I think I'm going to say Tim Monagati again from New Zealand. The kid is an 83. I shit you not. If he was from fucking Detroit, um, everybody be talking about him because he's hitting over 800 kilos and 83 consistently. And you do that at the U S Raw nationals, everybody's talking about you, but because he's in New Zealand and he's tucked away and they're not competing and not leaving New Zealand. Uh, people are sleeping on him. He's a dark horse, but if he can get out of New Zealand, if he gets out of New Zealand in 2022, everybody's going to be talking about him and he's young too. So his rate of adaptation is high.
3: Free Timmy. Free
0: Timmy. <laughs> Free Timmy, what do you think Jessica do you have any dark horse sleeper individual
1: you know what out of sight out of mind I uh did forget about a lot of lifters from New Zealand in a way just because we haven't seen them for so long yeah um same. I guess def- I mean it's not like I forgot forgot because I'm always sad to not see their team at worlds same with Australia actually yeah if us Australia- yeah but uh yeah gotta go with uh free Timmy
0: Free there it is. I mean, hopefully we see Australia back too. I know uh, Liz cool. Craven and all of them, man, they, they'll mm-hmm. be back eventually. And do we have more, well, I
3: gotta we give got, my, man. I gotta give my picks. I tried to go back and find the part in our episode last year of where we gave the picks, but it was like two and a half hours long. And I was listening to some of the other parts. So I, I didn't get to hear you guys' picks, but I do remember I picked Gavin Aiden as my dark no, last didn't. year. Yeah, I did. You can go back and listen because he did a meet in, in Miami. And so I knew who he was from seeing him at the local meet. And I was like, oh, this guy's made some great progress. He's going to do well at nationals. And what do you know? He was so close to winning the U.S. Nationals in the open. And then he ends up taking the junior spot, going to the world to win the world title, doing big things on social media, on his TikTok and everything like that. He's starting up his own like you know brand and everything like that. So he's turned big. So now everyone knows who Gavin Aiden is. So I, I was right on that one who I'm thinking this year potential for the male side is Sasha Stendebach because he used to do a lot of equip lifting and dabble a little bit in classic. And he used to do a lot more IPF meets, but looking at open IPF, it's like he did a equipped world in 2017. And then from there, he just stuck with within his federation. He hasn't done any international meets. Then he pops back on the scene in 2021 and he pulls the world record dell of 373 in the 93s. And he tolls 863 in the 93s. So he's right up there with what Jonathan Keiko and these other guys can do at the international level when he did an international meet in, in Luxembourg. So it seems like he's doing more classic events now. And he's coming back potentially to do some IPF meets. So if he gets back on the scene, he goes to Worlds that can be some good battles at Worlds, whether it's Gavin, whether it's Kaiko, whether it's uh, Sasha going against them or some other people. So I think he could be the dark horse where no one really knows who he is. Some people saw that world record deadlift, but then he pops up and he could be top three or maybe even first at Worlds. Damn,
0: that's a good scouting. Sorry, go ahead. I thought you were dead.
3: No, no, I was going to say on the women's side, it's, it's tough to say whether she would be a dark horse or not, and it depends a little bit on the path that she takes. But I think potentially... Natalie Richards can be considered a dark horse if she ends up coming to the IPF side because she has a lot of hype in North Carolina and South Carolina. She has a lot of hype in Virginia from the pro series and, and stuff like that in the U.S. But maybe anyone out of the U.S. doesn't really know who she is and maybe they're not expecting her to come. But she's up there now in that weight class right behind Joy. She's above Evie. She's like two and a half kilos or two kilos behind Maria T's best total. So if she decides to come and continues to progress, She's already a top three contender at Worlds, and depending on how much she progresses, because she's still young, she could be the world champion next year. So she can come out of nowhere, and people will be like, who is this lady, her first international competition, and come podium or even win. So I have her as a dark horse if she does that side. If she sticks USA and does a pro series, I don't know if you can consider a dark horse, but I think a lot of people had thought like as far as the Virginia pro They're like, oh, you know, after Ashton, it's going to be Austin. It's going to be Michael. It's going to be Bob. It's going to be all these other. It's going to be Sam Calhoun. And Natalie comes in there as the top female and gets money. And when they switch over to Dots, I think she even moves higher. She can actually contend with Ashton on Dots. And if they're going to split it men and women, she could be the top female in the U.S. at all these pro series. She can be the one taking home the $10,000 checks, which I think no one was expecting. So potentially you can argue, but she's probably already bro- uh, broken out big enough in USAPO.
0: Yeah, but I think the flip of the switch in terms of switching to dots, a lot of people aren't, don't see coming. Powerlifting nerds will grab their calculators and start being like, what's going to happen? But that's few and far between. Most people just find out when they find out. So I think you're right. I think even in the US, people haven't actually crunched their numbers and start looking so I think she will continue. I think she surprised people, is on people's radar. I think she's going to continue to. Um, and I think worldwide in the 57s, if she goes IPF route, I think only Joy is ahead of her. She's 785, right?
3: No, she did. Four
0: eighty. Uh, f- wait, four eighty-five. <laughs> I said seven eighty-five. She's forty-five.
3: Right? It, it must be. Then I was looking on Open IPF, and that that total from that meet's not in there. Maybe. Let yeah, me, she uh, did
2: she did 485. Joy won worlds with 482, but Joy also did 492 at a yeah, yeah um, so right. British Nationals or
3: whatever. Yeah, right. so all, all time an open PAL thing. She's second, seven and a half kilos behind Joy. So yeah, again, she she hops into IPF, she's, she's podium. Cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: She could beat, she could win. She's she like I'm not saying she's going to, but she could. Um, but Joy's a monster as well. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Bill, did you already go kind sir?
3: Yeah, I did, sir. The, okay. the only reason I didn't pick a uh, bill just jump back to your picks, I didn't pick Renee, uh, Keiki or Kaki, how you pronounce it. Is I was gonna go with him too, but then I saw Coco Quarantine Clementine as a Clement. Um, he's at 895 ninety five at one hundred five, and he's also a junior. So I was like, they're basically the same total, same weight class, same age, same so I person. Put, put Renee above him for that. So switched. Well, it but up. Coco
2: got, bron- got bronze at Worlds. So that's the difference, right? He's already been there, so he's not really the dark horse kind of thing. That's, that's, that's yeah, how that's I was true. thinking on that. That's all. Yeah.
0: In the open, no less, too. Yeah. yeah. So we see you coming now. You're established. Um, fair enough. All right. What are we looking at? Are we done here? What's going on? I got
2: a, so I got a question for you. Okay. Give me one male or one female that you think that did not win Worlds this year that will win Worlds next year minus Heather Taylor Bonica, who <laughs> if, you know, and the, the ones that couldn't go, let's put it that way. So it's either someone who competed and didn't win or someone that is on the up and coming that you think can win next year.
1: Uh, that hurts my brain too much.
2: <laughs> so you got, I'll you give gotta, you...
1: you gotta I'm not going to play this game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you could go last. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you mine. <laughs> you... We. I also, I got I got the IPF Worlds results pulled up in front of me yeah. so I could always... Consider.
3: Yeah, I'm looking through right now. So, here, so I'll
2: give you what I have. So on the women's side, I don't have anybody. I think that the women that are on top right now, um, minus adding Bonica and potentially Heather back in, that's um, kind of, I think it's going to kind of stay the same in my opinion. Um, for the men though, I have Gustav in the 93s. Yeah. Um, um, Ilya Marchik in the 66s. And then um, let me just make sure I'm saying his name right. Shit. I only, uh, Delaney from the US. What's his last name?
3: Wallace. Wallace.
2: Wallace. Sorry. Um, Delaney Wallace as an 83 kilo he's since Russ Or he has gone and said that he's going to stick with USAPL um, for the next year. So I'll give you two that were at Worlds and one that you know, hasn't been on the international stage yet.
0: I would say that um, Chandler Babs a monster and, and she'd probably be my favorite for a 69, but Mart Jenner, who was silver at world championships in 69, at the Europeans was like a 70 kilo lifter. She was essentially still 69 and she totaled 530, which is, and that's all Bab did to win Worlds. And she did that like two months later, so she's yep. capable of matching a Chandler Bab kilo for kilo, and both end up a five thirty. So in terms of like, obviously, I could foresee a pathway to her winning if she's mm-hmm. literally like this with Chandler. Uh, the thing with Chandler, she's got a monster deadlift, so if they are like this, the Americans or USVI actually, she'll be USVI still. We'll just be like load up to, to win. Um, so I'll still tilt towards Chandler doing it, but I could see her. In terms of the women, if you were to be like Guntier, she didn't win, but do you think like she'd be the off the top of my head? I'm like, she's fucking right there. Chandler misses too many lifts. This lady doesn't. They're neck and neck. Um and then I mean, can I say Corolla Gara? Oh uh,
3: sure. Yeah, gonna, yeah, absolutely. That's what I was gonna
0: she say, Leo be I'm um, I'm I think Leo win, but Carole is right there.
2: I just don't know if she shows up or not. I guess it depends on it, what kind of Sheffield impl- implication has with the, with the meat, right? If she has to do that to qualify for Sheffield or whatever, if Sheffield happening, um, then I think she would come. But I think if it's not an implication, then I think she would probably skip it for world games and try to win that.
0: And Natalie Richards, if she goes IPF road. Good. Yeah. She's behind joy, but not a shitload behind joy.
3: Yeah, I, I was going to say for, there's like a lot of what ifs Cause like, Shizuka Rico could really put her squad and Delph together one day and upset Albert. In the 57s, yeah, Natalie Richards could come in and upset Joy. But even Maria continues to progress. Who knows? Maria T keeps putting on uh, kilos. She can do the uh, upset. For 63s, yeah, Corolla Gara coming in. The 69s, I agree, Marta Kajener could upset Chandler Babb.
0: Yeah, I don't
3: know, man. Uh, on the men's side, I agree with you, Bill. On the 66s, it gets interesting because there's a lot of guys, and let's say 675 to, to 700 is yeah. that it, it could be Ilya progressing. It could be Eddie getting his bench back to what he can do with bench only, which is like 221 or something like that. It could be one of the U.S. guys. Uh, my which, guy, one? John- which
2: one? Yeah, it, come
3: could on. be, it could be my guy, Jonathan Garcia, or it could That's be okay. our other TSG guy, Morgan Garcia. So there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. And the 83s, I mean, I guess it's a technicality that, oh, if Russ isn't going to be there, it opens up for Delaney or someone else to come in and win rather than they're not actually beating the champ. They're not actually yeah, beating I, I said,
2: yeah I said win worlds, right? Because, I mean, it's, yeah. we're in a funky spot where, like, you know, if, you know, when, you know, Jess goes to the U.S. Um, Pro <laughs> Series next year and she's not there, who's going to win the 76? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah, so. n- yeah, 93s, yeah, Gu- Gustav Hedlund can definitely win that one.
2: I guess Gav too, I left him
0: out.
3: Gavin Aydin. Yeah. W- 120s, it depends on how much Konstantin Musayev progresses and if someone like a uh, Dennis Cornelius comes back.
0: Or right. or a Michael Davis or someone like that. I mean, they're American. America, we'll see who, who they produce. So is he jumping class. up a weight class? 120, yeah. Oh, yes, he is? He said that? I th- I think that it. That's what I'm hearing. I I, I don't. Cool. That's that's not gospel. Okay. But, let, but let's let's see.
3: Maybe um, Anatoly runs. Maybe Anatoly runs and goes 120 and wins.
0: What's maybe over?
2: Leah. Maybe Leah goes 76 and goes for that third um, world record total.
0: Watch your mouth. <laughs> Watch your mouth. He said it's this. Tory. Tory was on here as Canadian, and he said something like that on one of the podcasts. He was like. Well, what if Leah? were like, watch your mouth. 76, <laughs> 76 is ours. Don't you dare.
3: But maybe oh, uh, I mean uh Danny. maybe Sank comes back and or, wins the one twenties.
0: Yeah, Danny's Saint a good one. Or Dan, Daniela Mello?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm in danger. <laughs> what, what is
0: what is what is Danny doing? Has anybody been kept keeping up on? Has she been posting much and, and insane? She's been lifting.
1: Is, yeah. yeah, she's been lifting, but um. Just mostly kind of volume stuff. I think but, she's maintaining like a better 76 kilo body weight than me, as far as it seems. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? You're I mean, world a world champion. I just lost like. Uh, yeah, actually, that's a lie. I've been like really late lately. I weighed you... 71 that... pounds two days ago. That's why she's
0: eating between episodes. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: I, right. It is. Honestly, I lost like six pounds in a week pretty much
0: oh my god
1: and, <laughs> yeah so well i we'll see but yeah if danny comes back and then yeah if we ever wanted to go to 76 that'd be pretty crazy and you can't forget about angelina either Bill,
3: yeah. bill's bill's listening and he's like those goals of that battle at 69 kilo clash are coming true she lost <laughs> she lost six pounds in one week already
2: who is who is that um hawaiian lifter this the heavyweight female hawaiian that did the um yeahica, yeah, US, she, she USPA. Bonica, yeah. Right? so I mean if I mean who knows if she goes to house in America and then you know maybe she you know that could be something pretty cool,
0: yeah, um what's well, I think she's super young too
2: yeah I, I don't know anything about her, I just saw the um video <laughs> <That's what laughs> I,
0: I do wonder what Dane... i don't know if Daney still like she wants to going on it or she's just like you know doing her thing like she likes lifting but if she wants to make a push either which way i haven't i haven't heard too much we haven't. when's the last time she competed it's been a hot minute right No, oh, i think worlds
2: it was. worlds yeah worlds 2019 against... yeah. so we're going yeah. into 2022 so she she missed weight at nationals this year
0: yeah.
2: um and then she signed up for the virginia pro this year and then pulled out like the week before or something like that or two weeks before so i have no idea it's
1: tough know.
0: because, sorry, go ahead, Jess.
1: Yeah. Part of me maybe thought she did that in case she wanted to go to worlds. Um, well, maybe, right. If she's you never know. tinkering with it. Uh, here's the
0: thing. Her, her life is surrounded with powerlifting, right? She's dating Sean, who's a powerlifter and a coach. Um, she's known as a powerlifter um, I, I'm, I'm sure she's made tons of friends as a powerlifter. So then if she somewhat has lost the, 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 the love for it to compete. And she's like, look at, I'm not, I'm just not in that zone right now. Um, but you might, it's difficult when your world is powerlifting. So that's when, you know, who knows? I mean, I don't want to speak for her, so I don't know, but it, and it could come back and she could be like, I just need a little time away, but it's been a bit, it's definitely been a bit. Um, so it, who, man, she could come back. And she might be like, you know what? I, I found the inspiration. I needed to you know back 100%. It'll be interesting to see if she does come back. Um, if she chooses IPF and she wants to go like the whole 84 route all over again with Amanda Lawrence. Um, or if she wants to go 76 or if the USAPL has, uh, I forget the weight classes there, but it has a preferable weight class somewhere. And she's like, you know what? Complete fresh start over here. I don't have to deal with Amanda. I don't have to cut down 76 um, if the 76 cut was obviously difficult, she didn't make it the first time and she could completely fresh start. Um, and sometimes that's what you need if you're if you want a little inspiration, motivation. You're like, maybe that, maybe that will inspire me. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. But the world's roarster, she's young as shit. She could do a lot.
1: Yeah, that's why I think whenever you guys when you guys are saying, I don't know if she'll be back, well. She's young, so I mean, young she? definitely good. She, she, she could the, at any point she could come most back, likely yeah. of anyone to come back. <laughs>
3: they, <laughs> they like battled it out as juniors, and so like we we assume they've been around like, forever and stuff like that. They're down it's like oh you know they just aged out. Like they still got another five or six years before they even hit the, like their peak age. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like
3: the, yeah, the I also wanted to throw out the name since uh, Bill mentioned a wine lifter. I went and looked at it her up. It's uh Bradina Ane. And that's like her same name on Instagram, N uh, A A N A E. And she did a 680 total at 21 years old. So she, yeah, she's, like still, she's still a junior. The world record bench is like 153 or 153.5. She's done 162.5. And the world record deadlift is 257.5. And she's done 260. So she could oh, shoot,
1: yeah. technically
3: go there in the open and break the bench, the deadlift, and the total world record. And break the junior records, obviously, as well.
0: It, that would be insane if she goes toe to toe with Bonica and at the at the World Championships.
3: Bonica, Bonica, Bonica. No, but even Bonica, if, even if Bonica, even if Bonica again, like Corolla Garame I mean, focuses on World Games because that's in July and Classic Worlds is in June. Oh yeah. Then you got your your second shooter because you just bring in Bredina and go send her to Worlds and like, hey, look, we got someone that can you know take all these world records and win for the U.S without bonica
2: well she didn't go to worlds she didn't switch over so she didn't actually make the world games
3: well they're giving out uh potentially some home nation spots
2: oh right 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 there's like wild cards for the for the new fed right yeah yeah yeah
3: the the home country has to have lifters there
2: gotcha gotcha <laughs> i remember that because that was um when uh christoph went to world games right and lifted uh raw and then he deadlifted equipped and was like 420 deadlift or whatever.
3: They they wanted him in the heavyweight class so he had to chug water to make
2: weight. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was uh, 105.01 or whatever it was.
0: Nice. Oh, Lord. Yeah, this is a weird
2: year because like, you know, this is the first year of the powerlifting America. So like, you don't have to be a member of them, you know, from last year because they obviously didn't exist. So like you might see some strange USPA people we've never heard of kind of pop over and being like, okay, this is my new federation now, you know, I'm not saying like the drug, the untested side of it, but like, you know, someone like, um, you know, like, like Arian just said, what was her name again, Arian, Do you remember?
3: Bradina, B R A D I. Yeah. So someone like
2: that who like, you know, would never probably come to the USAPL, you know, hops over to this new federation is like yeah give it a shot what the hell there's no qualifying total wants to do a local meet and just get in there and do my thing
0: and see what happens one meet straight to worlds yeah (laughs) not bad
3: it'd be also also interesting to see once they finalize the national schedule when they are and where they are and when worlds are going to be it's like well what if someone doesn't come do nationals and then for your world team, let's say Masters Worlds in October, or you have like NAP bench in October, November, there's empty spots. And someone like who does a local meet is like, hey, can I jump in? And they're just like, screw it. Let's just fill, we just fill in our teams. Let's not send nobody to Worlds. who want to make the federation look good the first year and have lifters at Worlds and North Americans. So maybe some people who aren't the top people are going to get their opportunity next year. Or like you said, some people that are USPA will come over and try and get an opportunity one year, making it the easier route to get there. So you're saying there's a chance. Just load up, load up the national teams.
0: Nice. It'll be interesting, man. Twenty twenty two is gonna be an interesting year.
3: All around. Hope so.
0: Is that pretty much wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, I think, I think, so.
3: I think so. I think so. I think Jess has to go eat again.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm
3: not even lying. Are you going to get another rotisserie chicken? I'm
1: going to finish that one. <laughs> another
0: chicken's going to lose its life tonight.
1: It's been sitting out. I don't know if I should eat it. <laughs> yeah,
0: you got to eat that thing. I'm
1: going to. Okay. I don't know if I should. Anyway. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, from Six Pack Lapidat and everybody here, if you're listening, please do subscribe. Give us high ratings. Post it up on your Instagram. Until next time, and let us know what you think about our picks. Peace.